The conference board's Consumer Confidence Index rose again in December, continuing November's recovery. We're still well below pre-pandemic levels, but consumers may be regaining the confidence high seen this summer as case counts were low and vaccinations continued to roll out. On the other hand, the CDC reports over 280,000 new COVID cases on Monday, December 20th alone, among the highest one-day reported totals in the pandemic. Tens of thousands of software engineers are working round the clock to patch Log4j vulnerabilities, a risk event that some cybersecurity experts say is the biggest in their careers. Friends, 2021 is going to be a roller coaster to the very end. In this edition of Commerce Code, simplifying payments by embedding transactions into retail software. A conversation with Spartak Buniatian of PayEngine. Dan Carell here, and this is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us for insights into the evolving world of digital commerce. As we approach year-end and things slow down for the holidays a bit, many of us find a moment to take a breath, and at least a few of us are thinking about the past year and starting to imagine the year ahead. Some time ago, a wise man said that change is the only constant, and there was plenty of it this year in the world of digital commerce. Things like DeFi, BNPL, crypto, and many more rapidly evolved, while regulators and industry players scrambled to keep up. While consumers were busy buying things, and business managers were busy trying to hire enough staff to stay open, executives kept their bankers and lawyers busier than ever. Deal Logic reports 2021 M&A total value at $5.6 trillion, the biggest number on record. That activity has lots of causes. But one of them is the scramble to scoop up innovative companies that are creating new products and, in some cases, creating whole new markets. One of the many innovators in digital commerce is PayEngine, which provides white-label payment capabilities into the software used by retailers. Our conversation today is with Spartak Buniatian, PayEngine's CEO. Spartak, thank you so much for joining us today. Where are you joining us from? Dan, thank you for having me here. I'm actually joining from Los Angeles, California. We're going to dive right in to this really interesting conversation. I would love to get your perspective from where you sit. As we're closing out 2021, another unusual year, what predictions do you have for next year in terms of new trends, new technology, and fintech? A lot of the businesses, the software service companies are really consuming all the different areas that businesses are utilizing to just optimize their businesses better. And I think one big trend we're going to see is a lot of the software companies realizing they can get into the various fintech areas that businesses need. It could be anything from small business loans to equipment financing to employee payrolls, whatnot, all the fintech related products that will see a big uptake in replacing the traditional players by going more inside the software as a service offering. It's such an interesting area and a lot of movement. We've had conversations on Commerce Code in recent weeks, reflecting exactly some of the things you've just mentioned, Spartak. From your standpoint, how do you think companies should be using fintech options to reduce risk or reduce liability in terms of data security, legal liabilities, and where do you think that's headed in 2022? Getting into the payment space or into fintech in general is kind of a loaded and a heavy lift endeavor for any business to take on, especially if you're a software vendor that's not used to doing that. 
There's a lot of things that a business or a software vendor should consider when they endeavor into the payment space. One of them, as you said, is a liability portion of it is how they can manage their merchant of record liability. The other side of things is the security and the PCI data compliance. There is a big trend moving forward towards tokenizing credit card information where you as the software vendor, you don't actually touch any credit card information, but rather you can utilize existing services that help you tokenize credit card information and kind of keeps you in a very limited scope of PCI liability, where even if there is a major data breach, you're not actually leaking actual credit card information. It seems like overall, the theme is allowing organizations to occupy narrower or more carefully crafted places in the ecosystem. Yeah, it's incredible. The evolution that's taking place today and just how vast the vertical software companies, the areas that they're able to cover, and they're going more and more specific from anything from home services offering to small gyms. You could have a cupcake store and there's probably software out there that helps you manage your cupcake store. It's just incredible how all what used to traditionally exist as what's called category software is now all being captured by these vertical software vendors where they become the operating system for your business and they're specific to your business category. Anything that improves the flow of cupcakes in our society and economy is something that I'm in favor of. So I just wanted to get that in there. So at PayEngine, obviously, you occupy a particular place. And I would love to understand like what that is and how you kind of facilitate. As I understand it, you're allowing companies to have multiple different payment methods on a single platform. But I'd like you to tell us just a little bit more about how that works and how companies can benefit from it. Yeah, it's a vast landscape. And the world is an extremely complex place nowadays. So we specifically focus on helping with payment facilitation services to software vendors. So by partnering up with us, we give them a white label payments platform. So if you're a software vendor, let's go with the cupcake example, and you have captured the market where any small business cupcake store owners or medium business or large business cupcake store owners that are utilizing your software for managing their cupcake stores, you can now via partnership with us, offer them your own payment solution instead of turning that business over to Stripe or Square or any other established payment processors, allowing you as the vertical software vendor to the cupcake store owners to be the one that captures that revenue. It evolves your company from today being a software as a service company into becoming a fintech company overnight by utilizing our service. It also, I think, allows the company to, and this is what we kind of started with before, to narrow and manage the scope of risk, though, that's associated with what they're doing, right? Yeah, it's a holistic approach where we are very unique for working with vertical software vendors. So everything from minimizing their merchant of record liability risk, in fact, eliminating the merchant of record liability risk for our partners, the software vendors, to minimizing their scope for the PCI compliance by keeping them out of the liability loop for touching any sensitive information on the credit cards and whatnot, and to also optimizing based on the vertical therein to hooking them up with the appropriate underwriting teams at the various acquiring sites. Always think about new developments in an ecosystem or an economy in terms, at least in part, of why didn't this happen before, which is, I guess, just another way of thinking about what you're able to deliver through PayEngine. It sounds like the reason it didn't happen before was 
some combination of things that you're able to deliver in terms of the tech, but also just your ability to take away some of the merchant of record risk. Is, have I got that right? Absolutely. The history is interesting overall, since the World Wide Web has become kind of available and it's gone through a number of evolutions from the payments perspective. And really, it's been a constant pursuit for the various tech companies to find their stronghold in the different business models, what work and what not. There's consumer business models. And then really the strongest one has been the vertical software vendors because these software vendors effectively become the operating system for the businesses. So given that kind of history and how recent it is, the companies are starting to realize that, hey, they can now start to go deeper and offer other table stake type of services to their businesses rather than just being the simplistic software as a service type of a solution. It's such an interesting evolution in this space and just in plain English for me and our listeners, what kinds of companies are most likely to benefit from what PayEngine does? I think a good formulaic perspective of it is any company that is catering to a B to B to C type of environment where let's say you're a software vendor and you would be the first B, the cupcake stores or the gyms or the home services would be the second B and they naturally have their own customers and they need to accept payments from their own customers. So you're running their business with your software, but your own customers need to in turn accept payments from their own customers. That's where it really creates this upselling opportunity for you to now offer them other peripheral services. What's ahead for you all as you look to 2022? What kind of either growth or change do you expect in your market in the next year? Really, we're at this point focused on growth, just given the sheer number of vertical software vendors that are out there that haven't really totally monetized from the various opportunities that they can. There is constant evolution of the technology side of things. At this point, having done this number of times, we understand what are the table stake implementation, the life cycle of what a merchant may go through. So Really, we bring the knowledge set to our own merchants. So I'd say 2022, we're going to be busy with growth. That's great. It's exciting for you. It's exciting for others that are going to be working with you. And we look forward to staying in touch and just to seeing what happens in the coming year. Spartak, thank you for this conversation and for your time and your thoughts. I know that you've had a busy season and you got a busy year to come, but we enjoyed this conversation here on Commerce Code. We hope to have you back in the future. Thank you, Dan. Really appreciated being here and your questions. Coming right up, closing thoughts on evolution, fast and slow. I think one of the things that marks today's conversation with Spartak isn't just the particulars of what he's doing at PayEngine, it's the context in which all that stuff is happening. There's just an explosion of new services, new products, new companies in the payment space and throughout the digital commerce ecosystem. As listeners to this podcast surely know, it's really not possible for one person to keep track of all that evolution. The evolution metaphor captures the digital commerce moment not only because it describes distributed and incremental innovation, it's apt because evolution isn't smooth, it goes in fits and starts. In biggest picture terms, life on Earth started three and a half billion years ago, but not much happened for the next three billion years. Then came the Cambrian explosion. The Cambrian explosion was a relatively brief period when every major form of life evolved into being. After that, things slowed down, 
Fast forward half a billion more years and here we are, podcasting. Technological innovation is like that too. It was 400 years from Da Vinci's flying machines to Kitty Hawk. After that, it was just 35 years from Kitty Hawk to the first jet flight. 30 years after that, both the Concorde and the 747 made their maiden flights in the same year. And in that same eventful year of 1969, Neil Armstrong set foot on the moon. It was a Cambrian explosion in aerospace. We're in a moment of frenetic innovation in digital commerce right now. And moments like this matter because they can set molds that are then used for decades. Starting in 1969, the 747 created airport infrastructure, airline operations, consumer expectations that every other wide-body jet had to conform to. And the 747 mold itself is still in use. Production is scheduled to end in 2022 after 54 consecutive years. The Cambrian explosion in digital commerce is in full swing, and it made 2021 an exciting time, even with all of its challenges. Next week, Commerce Code will look ahead to what we can expect in the year to come. One thing's for sure, 2022 will again confirm that change is one of the only things we can count on. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. This is Dan Carell, signing off. 